Hey, that's very, very exciting stuff. And how about that theme song, huh? Right. That's uh, Mr. Uh, Jeremy Buck and the Bang with his great song, Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold. I, you know what? I liked a lot of Sting's stuff before he left the police. No, but this, the, the, this, you is, know, this isn't Sting. No. All as they roll through fools of gold. I know that was song. Was that Sting yeah. when he went through his Elvis phase? <laughs> uh, yeah. That was not actually Sting. Oh. That was good friends, uh, Jeremy Buck and the Bang, with mm. one of their... But uh, Fools of Gold is Sting. No, no, we're talking about Fool's Gold. Just Fool's apostrophe S gold. Well, not Fool's apostrophe. I'm screwing this up. Anyway. Brenda has a story he'd like to share with you. Yeah. Well... You know, there was that secret, highly publicized somehow, but still secret Rolling Stones show in L.A.? Oh, the... the, the At the Echoplex? The Rolling Stones. Yeah. And so people found out through social media, and they just there was just a huge line of people waiting. Uh, and we had actually had friends that were waiting in line, and the, uh, the prevailing consensus was that somehow they did a lottery, and the people in front of the line, most of them didn't get tickets, and the people that showed up like last mostly got the tickets. Oh, that's a bunch of junk right there. Yeah, it's totally a bunch of junk. But I thought I would take advantage of it. So the ne- the next day on Twitter, I was all over just tweeting different people and and just saying like, "Goes, yeah, I was, yeah, I was the last person in line, and I got a My ticket. Gracious. I couldn't believe it. Left early though. Those dudes are old, <laughs> and they didn't sing L.A. Woman either. You know, and <laughs> all these people. I mean, satisfaction heard it before. I named a song that's not even a, a, you know... Not even one of theirs. Not even one of their songs. It's a Doors song. I was I, kept, I spent the entire concert up front screaming, Play Freebird! Play Freebird, you old poops! Somebody tweeted back at me. They're like, yeah, you weren't there. And I was like, yeah, I was. I totally met Mitt Jaggard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I totally met Keith Richard. <laughs> I believe he's uh, brothers with Maurice. I was just... I just felt like... I don't know. I felt like that was... Sunday was the day to just be a troll. I think every day is the right day to be a troll, though, isn't it? Yeah, but this just felt so right. You know, just like kicking people when they were down. It just felt like a kick them when they're down Sunday. But you like to, I mean, both of us do like to get in trouble on Twitter quite often. Yeah. Uh, There's really nothing more fun than driving people nuts who take themselves way too seriously by just throwing one little negative comment their way and just let, watching their right. bubble explode around them. Yeah, I love it when a new movie comes out and I, I start railing on it, giving a synopsis of another movie that's just like not that movie. That's just totally wrong. Right. Uh, it goes along with my favorite joke. For example, uh, Olympus Has Fallen. And I saw Olympus Has Fallen a couple weeks ago in the theaters. And if, for those who don't know, it, it, with no spoilers anywhere, but it's Die Hard if Die Hard was set in the White House. Right. Literally, North Korea attacks, takes over, there's a traitor, there's a foreign uh, villain, and the whole thing plays out almost shot for shot like Die Hard. And my favorite thing was the movie's over, and everybody starts getting up and whatever, and it's getting it's kind of quiet. And then I turn to uh, my fiance Melissa, and I say, that was the strangest movie finale to the West Wing I think they could have possibly done. I mean, And why couldn't they get Martin Sheen for it? 
And then people were staring at me like I was some sort of complete um, idiot. Yeah. Point is, we're both trolls. I like to call ourselves, we are the OT. You've heard like OG? Mm-hmm. We are the original trolls. Original trolls. We've been doing trolling since before the internet became a place where people trolled. And that's the problem with it is we're really, really good at it. Yeah, the thing is, we were doing it before that phrase was coined. Correct. So I feel like how can it be appropriate to us if we were already doing it before it... Would you call us pre-troll? Yeah, I don't know. PT? PT. Now, the fact we're talking about it like this, does that make us hipster trolls? Yeah, we're totally hipster trolls. We were terrible people on the internet before people were terrible people on the internet. Man, now all sorts of people are terrible on the internet. Oh, it's so hard to be us. The worst part is when you get like 11, 12-year-olds who try to troll... And they aren't they aren't good at it at all. The same kids that like play online games. And I my, one of my favorite stories is I'm playing Modern Warfare two at the time. And there was a kid who comes into the room, and I got my you know thing for it. There's a bunch of us just playing, having a good time. It's kind of a little bit late at night. We got our headphones on. We're chatting with each other. And suddenly this kid comes in the room and is all, "Hey guys, hey, I'm really good at this game. Hey, hey guys, you guys all suck." You guys are terrible. I, I'm going to win, and I'm going to get a high score, and you guys suck. Someone's like, whatever, shut up, kid. Nobody likes you. L- you know, Let me know when it drops. You know what I'm saying? So we end up playing the game, and the kid has like one of the most awful, awful rounds ever. Like gets like one kill and 12 deaths, and we still win the game, but single-handedly he was just miserable and brutal the whole time. So as soon as the game is over... The kid comes back in the room and is like, meh, uh, and I say, what's up, dude? What's, what's up, small child? I thought you said that uh, you were really good at the game and that we all sucked because it looks like we carried you to victory, you, you dummy head. And the kid's reaction is one of the greatest things ever. Uh, the kid's reaction is, yeah, well, I'm not as good at the game because I was too busy blowing your mom in the face. I said, that, that's not even a thing. That's not even, that's not even real. You're blowing my mom in the face? Yeah, I had a dandelion. <laughs> you were blowing my, let me get this straight, kid. I said, you need, you need to stop talking to people because you're not good at it. Don't try to troll people when you suck at it. I did. I had a dandelion, and I blew the dandelion in your mom's and, face. And I, and I probably pollinated. It's a rose. That's a weed. It's not a flower. Enjoy the weed in your face, Mom. Gotcha! Click. Kid leaves. Horrifying. But I just wanted to say that officially, yes, we are the original trolls. Uh, Have you gotten um, a recent AIDS uh, wish on Twitter yet? No. What is that? When someone wishes AIDS on you through the medium of Twitter? Oh, no. I have not had that. I I have. I had a... uh... I'm just saying. I had a you're worse than Hitler one. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. One. Well, they, it's been said that any conversation or, or argument or what have you, it, invariably, the longer it goes, will end up at Hitler. I wouldn't say I'm worse than Hitler. I say we're different. You know, you're just yeah. You go in different directions with it. Uh, I'm maybe more of a Pol Pot. Yeah. Than a Hitler, because uh, Pol Pot really used the medium of Twitter a lot better than Hitler ever. I think ever did. Hitler's just evil. I think I'm more of a scoundrel. A little like your Han Solo, or a rapscallion, like maybe a little ruffian. Yeah, maybe a ruffian. There. Uh, a hooligan. Hooligan. Yeah, but you're not really a hooligan. You're not throwing bottles at cars and stuff. You know what's funny though is my gamer tag is hooligan. Part of it is hooligan. Oh, oh, it is. So, oh, maybe I am. Although I'm not from England, so. And you don't like soccer at all. I'm a bit of a bit of a palooka. 
How about that? I don't think anyone outside of the 1930s has used the phrase palooka. What about that gum, Palooka Joe? No, I don't think that was Palooka Joe. I'm it was this guy sure named Joe, and he was just a big Palooka. No, they they called him. That's you're referring to the guy in the gum wrapper. Uh huh. That's uh, Bazooka Joe, not Palooka Joe. Okay, first of all, was the guy? <clears throat> let's just think about this. Did the guy with the gum wrapper? Did he? What seems more plausible that he was a bit of a Palooka, or that he had a big old gun that? A little kid like him could never carry because it's way I, too heavy. Well, I don't think it was a, it was a literal nickname. I don't think he actually walked around uh, the, the town of Happy Acres with a bazooka aiming it at people and blowing up children and, and automobiles. I, I think it's more so just you know a bygone era of gosh shucking Bazooka Joe. It's just his nickname. People just called him Bazooka Joe. It could be because he was really well endowed. He was a little kid. No, no, because he grew up. Yeah. Bazooka Joe. I tell people when, when I go out, when I used to go out, I used to, I'm Bazooka Ray for the same reason as Joe. You're telling because, me I was wrong this whole time? Because you are always on pieces of paper that are surrounding gum? Yeah, it's because usually whenever I make a joke, it's but not people, funny. People take your, That's what I was going for. Because people take your picture and they just like, they spit their gum into it and throw it in the trash? Yes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. No, that's. It's I all... agree that that's why we should call you Bazooka Ray. I'm. I'm sad inside. Not. I don't. I don't feel joy anymore. Sorry. And that's why I'm a better troll than you. Yay! We discovered who's the better troll today on Raisin Brent. At least for one segment. Ha ha! You don't want to make me feel better about everything, though. Mm-hmm. Three seconds of. Alice in Chains. Jason Collins. Jason Collins. This is a big deal. It just dropped uh, yesterday. Yesterday. First openly out of the closet, current player. Did you say current, though? He's a free agent. But he's he played this season. He did play this season, but without a contract in hand, I... There is a part of me that wonders, like, why are we calling him a current NBA player when all this attention is probably going to mean, unfortunately, that he's not going to get another contract because a lot of NBA teams are probably going to be afraid of, you know, the circus coming to town. You're right. And what's even more sad about this whole situation is that he probably wasn't going to get one anyway because he's old, dude. I mean, you know. 34 years old, journeyman player. I believe last year in the NBA averaged one point and one rebound a game. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I believe he is around a seven footer, right? Six six ten to seven feet tall. It's a big guy. Yeah, uh, went to Stanford with his twin brother, correct? And Chelsea Clinton. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can always use a seven foot guy if he's and? not if he's not broke down. So it seems like he's been lucky and stayed away from a lot of injuries. So I still think people somebody might pick him up. I don't think it's gonna be a big deal. You don't think it's... He's a guy with a very limited skill set, we'll just say. 1.1 rebound last year, 34 years old, and he's going to bring a media circus into any town that he goes into now. If you're a team... I just don't think it's a media circus. I don't know. Maybe I'm being very uh, naive, but I don't. I just don't think it's... I think it's brave what he did. Extremely brave, and I want to be very, very clear about yeah. that. It's something that... People have been saying for years now, it's going to happen, it needs to happen, that we need somebody out there to be a face of a whole thing. Uh, Much like Magic Johnson back in the day was a face for HIV uh, and AIDS, and he could make it something that was more 
recognizable to the people at large and made it put a very human face on something, yes. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I think it's a very brave thing to do. But I, I'm just so hopeful that like we've kind of, and maybe I shouldn't be, that, that we are more enlightened than, that we're as enlightened as I hope we are as a people. To I, just, you know. I think we're more enlightened now in this, the year 2013, than we probably have been ever, ever before as a society. I think that it's overdue. I think this is something that probably should have happened three to five years ago. Yeah, and even the you know, there's there's been some pretty outspoken people saying, "Well, you know, he's going to hell." Well, what does that have to do with whether he can play basketball at all? Anyway, right? I mean, you know, there's all these guys in the NBA that cheat on their wives. Well, then, according to the, that same book called the Bible, they're also going to hell. There's also oh, those guys that eat uh, shrimp and, uh, and those guys that eat pork, also things that are foreboding in the Old Testament of the Bible, they're all going to hell, too. You know, where do you draw the line? I mean, come on. Well, there's many different places where you can draw the line there without getting too heavy into it here on Raisin Brent. But that being said, you can have a... You, I guess you're allowed to have a problem if you don't like him because he's gay. In my mind, who cares? It really shouldn't even matter. You're right. We should be living in an enlightened time when he could be doing whatever he wants to do as long as it's he's a consenting adult with other consenting adults. And it should really be none of our business what he does in his private life in his spare time. Right. Does this not seem tailor-made for Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks who loves media attention. He loves that. He loves getting his name out there. He loves being in the center of controversy, etc. In the city of Dallas, a red of reddest of the red states. I did, does Mark Cuban take a flyer and sign Jason Collins? I do not think so. I mean, of all the states where this is going to happen, it's not going to happen in Texas. I don't think. And I've got plenty of friends from Texas that would not have a problem with it, but of course. Texas is a big state, and they're, like you said, they're very red. I don't see him going to Texas. You know, maybe somewhere not in the South. Scenario I want to lay out for you right now. Mark Cuban loves attention, loves media frenzy, loves getting his name out there, loves promoting the Dallas Mavericks. Signs Jason Collins next week, this week, signs him over the weekend, to a contract, and then in the second round of the NBA draft, drafts Brittany Griner, who's also out of the closet... And he now has two openly gay players on his team that could support each other through all the media attention. Well, throw the throw the whole out of the closet with two players thing even out the window because it's it's a it's just inviting a circus to town with all these. But that's what Mark Cuban loves, isn't it? Yeah, he loves it. But I, you know, I would hope that since he won a championship finally, that he would start focusing on winning championships instead of just getting no attention. He won. A, he won a championship, and now he's on Shark Tank. Do you know Mark Cuban's not even Cuban? What? Yeah. What, does he at least like ham and plantains on his sandwiches? No. Well, this is outrageous. He likes mayonnaise and mustard. What? And sweet pickles. I'm. Thank you. I'm enraged. Mark Cuban, if you're hearing this, and I know you will because you Google your name roughly every single day, tweet at us. Come on, man. Mark Uncuban or Mark Not Cuban. We need attention too, Mark. This is only episode three of the podcast, and if you get behind us just with a tweet, it would really help the show out a lot. I kind of am a big fan of Mark Cuban. Though. I love Mark Cuban. I can't <laughs> lie. He is one of, and that's not even saying I love Mark Cuban. He, he's probably my favorite owner in all of the NBA. I love how enthusiastic he is. He's truly 
a fan. You know, I mean, you see guys playing and they play, watching like owners of teams and they are Mr. Play It Cool. It's kind of refreshing to see a guy who's the opposite of that. No, I'm going to yell at the refs. No, I bought, gonna... I bought an NBA team because I want to be a part of this. I'm excited about it. This is my world. And we're getting a little off topic right now, as we're want to do on the Raisin, Raisin Brand. Um, but to wrap up, any final thoughts about Jason Collins coming out? I think amazingly courageous, even for today in an enlightened society. Uh, everything was in place for someone to finally do it. And I don't think he's even going to be the first. I don't even think he's going to be the first this year. I think he just opened that gate that now other people will feel more comfortable walking. You think through. a lot of people come out now? I mean, just it just kind of opens the floodgate because there's you know you look at society. What is it like? Something like eighteen percent or something like that. I've heard like ten. It's okay. still a very reasonable 10, number of 18%. people. Percent. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous for any sports fan to sit at, sit at home and think that every single player on every single team in a major sport is straight. It, it's ludicrous to think that's like saying that they're all right-handed. Yeah, some of them are left-handed. Yeah, left-handed. Left-handed. Some of them are. There's got to be a little bit of everything in the NBA. So why would your sexual preference be any different? Look, you had you had players in the NBA. Was it AJ Green who was a virgin at 38? Mm-hmm. People are going to do whatever they're going to do. I, I just think we. It's 2013, everybody. We live in the future. It's time to just accept and love each other for who we are, and that's it. Period. Period. And I, I don't think there's going to be a massive r- r- Pamplona running of the bulls of all these athletes now declaring themselves as gay. But I would not be shocked even a little bit if we didn't have one or two more that do before the end of this calendar year. There might not be a running of the bulls, but what about a running of the bears? hey In any case, I think we're pretty good with that discussion. I feel good about um, what we got out there. So let's go ahead and wrap it up with three seconds of... Alice in Wonderland. No, 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 no. I'm overdue. I'm really in a stew. No time to say goodbye. Hello, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Well, we're here in the middle of a hot, hot summer. By the way, that was three seconds of Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Got the theme going. Alice. So anyway, we're back, and it's the middle of baseball season right now, and we got to look at, let's do a little scoreboard update, little uh, standings up update. And we're looking at the AL Central, where... There are is at least one very good team and one team from Kansas City. Your Detroit Tigers, let me look at this here. Uh, oh, they're on the very top of the AL Central again, following a four-game winning streak. Uh, streak, Merrill Streep. Four-game winning Merrill Streep. Mm-hmm. As of us recording this right now, the Tigers are a half game yeah, ahead the of your so Kansas far City Royals. Half I'd, a game. I'd like to say the season's pretty much over right now. Can yeah. we just go ahead and just wrap it up right here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so you owe, uh, you have to come out dressed in your my Billy Butler what? jersey then because no, wait a minute. our you... bet was that Detroit would beat the Royals by seven games. Well, over seven games. Seven is a push. So, yeah, let's just go ahead and line that up. Uh, I'm going to bring over my Billy Butler jersey. We'll go out to the bar tomorrow night. And... Well, you know, it's a long season, Brent. <laughs> it's really... We, there's a lot of games to go. Anything could happen in the next 140 games of the Probably season. Not. You know, let's go ahead and we'll we'll we'll, we'll hold that bet hold just off. in case. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm not quite ready to call the season over yet. Right. Although it's definitely looking in that direction. Uh, you know what I saw? That's awesome. I know and, you're going to uh, tell me. Otherwise, this makes a terrible podcast. Related to the uh, Detroit Tigers is the Toledo Mudhens. My favorite AAA affiliate of your Detroit Tigers. Yeah, they just came out yesterday and they showed these new uniforms they're going to use for at least one game, and it's a Chewbacca uniform. It's like a uniform that it's a flat. It's not a furry uniform, but it looks like Chewbacca's fur, and it's got like the 
the the bullet, the bullet belt, the laser clip bullet belt across his chest, like a bandito. Yeah. yeah. So the Toledo Mudhens are going to wear <laughs> this costume, this this uniform, in a game, which I think. Tell me if I'm wrong, Ray. I think is a Wookiee mistake. Oh, uh, I'm just gonna let that sink into every everybody out there because it does hurt. A Wookiee mistake. Yeah, but minor league. But, See, it's you. funny because no. Chewbacca is a Wookiee. It's that's what his race is. He's a Wookiee, and uh, I can't even look at you right now. It sounds like rookie, as if somebody made a mistake just from the first time doing something. So. Wookie mistake. Well, you saw the movie that Chewbacca made that was uh, a follow-up because obviously his acting career, he didn't want it to end right after Star Wars. I mean, he needs other roles. He's an actor. He wants to be working. So he did the one, he made a movie where he was a pitcher and he had a really strong fastball, but he got a little older in life and he had never actually made the majors. And then a scout found him coaching his high school Baseball saw, team, yeah, and then they gave him a tryout for the Tampa Bay Rays. Was that Wookiee of the Year? It was Wookiee of the Year. I just saw that. Oh, now I'm just mad at myself. Very, very sad. But minor league affiliates are some of the most fantastic things ever. I mean, even when the, as we talked about with Manti Teow, and they had uh, the Manti Teow's girlfriend day at one of the minor league games, where for the first, like, three innings, they wouldn't let anybody in. That's so they were playing to a whole stadium of Manti Teo's girlfriends. There's also a affiliate somewhere in Kentucky where they are giving away Lene Kakui bobbleheads. Oh my goodness! Later on this season, and it's an empty box. That's oh. hilarious. But it's not That's just true. That is true. No, uh, it's minor league affiliates are known for their crazy ways to try to get people in the stands. And they'll do any number of crazy things that are typically in the moment in order to get people there that make everybody sit back and go, oh, my goodness, really? But, yeah, these guys got to sell tickets. It's minor league baseball. But I would like to talk, go be a little bit beyond that and talk about some of our favorite minor league affiliates. We open, of course, with the Toledo Mudhens, which are absolutely the most fantastic. Jamie Farr on the show MASH used to wear Toledo Mudhens stuff on the show in order to rep it because he was, he was from Toledo. And my understanding is he's still there. You don't, once you go to Ohio, you never get out. Yeah, well, Jamie Farr knows everything about the Toledo Mudhens. Am I right? You just did what I thought you just did, right? Yes. <sighs> this is a depressing segment. This is one that makes me hate life. What are your favorite other... Because uh, you had a thing going for a while where you were really into minor league baseball I teams I, and, and their I stuff. I love the uh, Brevard County Manatees. The Brevard County, County Manatees. That's love it. in uh, Florida. I'm guessing it's in Brevard County. Yeah. Brevard County, Florida. Who uh, Wilmington Blue Rocks, which is the Royals, I think, single A team. And their their symbol. We looked at the symbol right before we recorded this, and I was expecting it to be like a, a like a blue rock with sunglasses, like the old Seven Up Spot mascot. But it wasn't. It's like Meatwad. It's like Meatwad. A little bit like as meatwad. a rock. But he had of. like antlers. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I, don't I know have, why he had antlers. I have a, a blue rock's hat, and it does not have antlers or wings or whatever that is. I would like if if there's anybody listening to this, uh, and maybe we'll try to tweet at them after the podcast and come back to it next week. If anybody we can get in touch with somebody from the Blue Rocks organization, surely they've got nothing better to do in their PR department than talk to the Raisin Brand show. Well, and we'll find out what this deal with the antlers on the rock. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I the vice he's that Wilmington is from the vice president's home state. 
And I heard he doesn't go to a lot of their games, but he's probably just biding his time. Am I right? Ah, uh, uh, God. You, you, I'm hurt. I... Anyway, moving on. We have other favorite affiliates. There's the Area 51s down in Nevada. I forget what team. My research is fantastic for the Raisin Brent Show, but there's a team called the Area 51s, and their symbol is like an alien head with a UFO, and I think there's like a, a cow getting sucked into it, and it's absolutely fantastic. Are there any other teams that you really like? I, I, like... Thought, I thought you liked the uh, Portland Sea Dogs. I do love the Portland Sea Dogs. They are just so cute. But Wait, Sea Dogs? Sea Dogs, I yeah. I thought it was Seal Dogs. No, no, no. It was sea... But the thing is, their mascot looks like a manatee. Much in the same way that the Blue Rocks mascot looks like a blue rock. That's a little boring. Sea dog. What's a sea dog? A sea dog. It a manatee, basically. So it's like a it's seal like a mixed seal. with a dog. Yeah, it was a seal, basically, See? like a por- And they even did that on porpoise. <laughs> oh, oh God! Why? Looks like we made it after all. What have we done with our lives? In any case, that was some hot minor league talk. There's actually one more thing I want to talk about. There's actually one more thing I want to talk about, which is at least these teams have cool-sounding names. There is nothing that drives me more crazy than when a team, an organization in baseball, names every single one of their minor league teams, or at least a vast majority of them, after the major league affiliate. Because you have like the Atlanta Braves, and then you have the Richmond Braves, AAA, and then you have the Greenville Braves in AA. No one is fooled. No one's showing up in Greenville thinking to themselves, well, the hats look the same. This must be the Major League team. Why are they playing a team called the Mud Hens? I've never heard of that. Yeah, why would you buy merchandising from them if it's the same It's the exact same logo. It's just an Atlanta Braves hat. I mean, I understand branding. There's some terrible names, too. Like the Royals, uh, I don't know if they're still called this, but they used to have a team called the Memphis Chicks. The Memphis Chicks? Chicks. That is an absolutely horrendous name. I can't even think of a joke to say about it, but I'm just glad to see at least they finally came out of their shell. (sighs) Exactly. I'm done with this segment now. That's just, this segment goes to show you it's not always over easy. Wow. Oh. So, anyway, we'll be right back after three seconds of Alice Cooper. And that was three seconds of Alice Cooper. Hey, guess what? School's almost out for summer. School's almost out forever. Speaking of being out forever, Tim Tebow got himself cut from the New York Jets. I would have thought you would have led with that during the Jason Collins segment, not with the Tim Tebow segment that coming out forever. Whatever. Well, once you're out, you're pretty much not going back in. Yeah, you're out forever, like you said. It's true. Tim Tebow got himself released by the New York Jets. Now, who now have six quarterbacks, now five, on their roster. Oh man, there's going to be a big, a big contingent of, of GMs just ready to. No, I think they have a public auction for Tim Tebow. No, it turns out Tebow. Not, yeah, Tebow. Bueller. Anyone? 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 No one. And not sold. Come on, it'd be like one of those auctions where they actually lower the price if nobody takes it. Come on, Tebow, $1.5 million a year. Tim Tebow, $1.4 million. Come on, everybody. Nobody. Okay, $1.3 million. How about 50 cents? 50 cents and a Bazooka Joe trading card. Fifty. Nobody sold to the Arena League. No, the joke's on them because the, they'll be expecting a Palooka Joe card and they'll be getting the 
Stupid thing that you like. And then the pain continues. That being said, Tim Tebow's out of the NFL. Any chance he comes back? Nope. Well, then let's just keep moving on. That's our Tim Tebow update. Okay. The last one, assuredly. Yeah, I want to talk to you about a show that we both watch. We're talking TV now. Yeah, that's why I called it a show. I don't go to the movie theater and be like, hey, I went to see that show 42. You know, I was going to see the movie 42 Mm -hmm. about the life of Jackie Robinson, and then I just realized (laughs) I didn't see the first 41. I was going to go see the movie 42, but I thought, man, that's too many hours of Jackie Bauer uh, trying to save the world. Jack Bauer? Jackie Bauer. Jackie Bauer? Yeah. Like, it's like the show 24, but they, they... they made it 42 because it's a movie. Or as you would call it, a show. But there is a show we do want to talk about. Oh, yeah. The Americans. The Americans. This is a really good television show. It's one of those shows that people say, people would tell me, well, after the first, listen, the, you got to suffer through the first two or three episodes, and then it starts getting good, at which point I say, but I like the first two or three I episodes. Like the first two or three, too. This must be, this is going to get really good. Dang. What's, what's weird about the show is, though, I'll constantly fall like two, three episodes behind. I am right now. I'm four episodes behind. Okay. And then, so you know what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, when I start watching it, I watch all three of them in a row. And I'm like, why was I not watching? This should be a show that I make a point to watch. I make a date with myself to watch The Americans once a week soon after it airs. But I was, you know, I, I figured this out. It's because. The Americans is a little bit more of a challenging television show. Mm-hmm. You have to actually turn your brain on a little bit when you watch it. When I'm coming home from work, drinking some Pepsi Max, sometimes I don't want to be challenged. I guess that's true. Sometimes, I just want to watch the same sports center four times in a row. Right. I'll come home and I'll be like, okay, you're right. I didn't think of it that way, but you're absolutely right. You come home and you're like, I don't, uh, this is going to cause me to think a little bit. Uh, Ooh, Robert Irvine has this restaurant that doesn't take care of its ice machine. I think I'm going to watch that instead. Uh, how about Workaholics? That's on right now. I don't have to think too much on Workaholics. Oh, Workaholics. Um, so you're behind, so I'm going to tell you something that's not a it's spoiler. Not, you're going to spoil it for me. No, I'm not going to okay. spoil the plot, but I do have to tell you this. I mean, because it's, he's been on for the last two weeks now. You have uh, a special guest on the show? I guess he's special. I, I, I would imagine he's, would not imagine he's going to be on too long but currently we have an actor on there named richard klein who you might not know that name but i bet you it's not familiar i bet you know the name larry dallas you're talking about three's company Company. yeah so wait hold on a sec so larry dallas is on the americans now Mm -hmm. he's on the americans and i was just thinking like it takes place maybe a little bit after the show three's company was on it's the early 80s yeah so what if He's on the Americans, and then they show in the background an episode of Three's Company. Like a rerun from Channel 62. Yeah. and then he sees the younger version of himself on TV. Does he have like a Marty McFly moment where one of them just sort of like... Does one of them disappear? Dissipates into the Or is the there some kind of nexus? like, he just has a misunderstanding? Some kind of wacky misunderstanding? Or I'm also wondering like, what's going to happen with this Larry David... Larry, uh... Not Larry David. Not, not Larry that would David. be a very different That would be take very different. Show. Larry Dallas. Larry Dallas. What happens with Larry Dallas? What if he what if he overhears one of the, the KGB spies? He just hears overhears a conversation through the kitchen door. And and he thinks his neighbor might be a Russian spy. Right. And it turns out Or his neighbor is a Russian spy and he oh. thinks she just wants to make whoopee with him. Oh, well, that would be that would be right on par for the Americans. So she comes out of the, the kitchen, he's like, So, any of you guys like to head down to the Regal Beagle? I have a good feeling there is going to be no bar on the Americans named the Regal Beagle. 
But are they going to incorporate the theme song in any possible way into the show? Because that's that's what a paying customer really would want to see. Imagine, yeah. Like there's a Russian spy, you know, standing there on the porch of the House of the Americans of Uh the family, right? And then you have Larry Dallas looking out the window, right? Yeah. And he sees the silhouette of the Russian spy with a gun and some sort of crazy Russian hat there on his front porch. And that's when the music kicks in. <laughs> but up, but up, bump. You are knocking my door. I've been knocking your door. I've been waiting for you. Yes, I've been waiting for you. And my gun, it goes boom and boom and boom. And I will shoot you. Bottom, bottom, bump. That was pretty fantastic. That was amazing. That was the first time we ever did that. I know. That's I would totally watch that show. I would watch that show twice. But unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. Nor do I think there will be any references to any particular bar down the street from the Americans where they all like to hang out. Oh, man. There are no re- Regal Beagle there's references? There's no Regal Beagle references. I'm very, very sorry. That's, that's disappointing. You know, uh, we talked about this earlier. Outside of the show, yeah. there was another uh, star from the 70s. You told me this, and you asked me, hey, Ray, do you know he's Larry Dallas is not the only 70s TV star who's on the Americans? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, guess who? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I still don't know. Who, who is it? Good night, John Boy. John, you mean John Boy? John Boy. From the Waltons. From the Waltons. Yeah. Richard Thomas. Who is he on, on the show? He's the boss of the CIA. Is he? Yeah, the guy with the big mole. Richard Thomas always has this huge mole. That's how you can tell Richard Thomas. Even as even as John Boy. He's like Will Wheaton. He always looks like he's 15 years old, even though he's probably 60 now. And he still looks like 15-year-old CIA director, which would be a show all in itself. Right. 15-year-old CIA right. director. But what if, um, what if we spin it a different direction? What, what if uh, we, we take advantage of the mole and the world of espionage? Oh, so you're saying that... Like, like what if he turns out to be... Like, like season cliffhanger finale, and all of a sudden it turns out the CIA director, John Boy, is selling secrets to the Russians, and then in a huge twist ending at the very, very end, M. Night Shyamalan can, like, appear from behind a door or, like, under from under the stairs, like Wes Craven would do, and he says, do you get it? He's a mole who has a giant mole! Ah! Okay. Do you see what I like I that? that. I that. You know, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. What if his mole is the mole? Like, what do you mean? Like, his mole is its own person that is selling secrets. Unbeknownst to John Boy, the mole is selling secrets. So, should, wait, hold on. So, you're saying, like, John Boy would be asleep at the time, right? right. And sleep in his bed, and, and uh-huh. uh, we don't even know that he's in the picture yet. And then there's a phone call from a Russian dignitary, and it just says... You know, I know I know about the American spies. I can help you. I can sell you these secrets. And then it cuts back and you think it's going to be John Boy. But as it turns out, it's like an animated – his animated mole talking on the phone yes. with like cl- clutch cargo lips. And he's selling all the secrets. Exactly. So the mole is the mole. The mole is the mole. You see the next morning – that would make for some uh, pretty awkward conversations. The mole probably goes out for his clandestine meeting. Clandestine meeting uh-huh. And uh, John Boy wakes up in the morning. He doesn't have a mole anymore. Catches the mole coming back in. Where the hell were you? Oh, I, I was just getting a drink of water. That's weird because you're my mole. And your mole, you stay on my face. I used to be your mole. This used to be my playground. That used to be my childhood dreams. Holy moly. Well, there you go. Because you could spin that off. Holy moly. Yeah. Like, what if the mole like ends up having to be on the run? 
and it'd be like mole on the run. It'd be a mole run. Ooh, like nuns on the run, but with a mole. Sort of, yeah. And then he would, he would yeah, exactly. He would be holy moly because he would hide <laughs> in a congregation and he'd wear a funny hat and he'd have a, a whole uh, pulpit and, and he would operate a parish, yet he was a, like a mole hiding out he would be giving sage advice to the parishioners yes and they would always be listening to his advice until his hat accidentally falls off and they're like holy moly every episode and that's when and that's when john boy could show up right the season cliffhanger is he gets caught oh what if yeah what if john boy shows up yeah he has to and 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 just you know of course you want to have the satisfaction of the mole being obliterated in the last episode yeah and the mole just gets obliterated so it'd be like well then i would call that episode blister act Really, even even for this premise, that's terrible. Blister Act Two, back in that back on the face habit of being on your face, back on John Boy's face. Oh, this thing had such promise. Good night, John Boy. Good night, John Boy Small. <laughs> oh, we'll be right back to wrap up this this episode of Raisin Brand after three seconds of Alessandro. É como eu sonhava, don't ask me how I found it. That was three seconds of Alessandro. Alessandro. Alessandro is awesome, dude. El hombre muy awesome. I'm in. Well, that's going to conclude another jam-packed, energy-filled episode of Raisin, Raisin Brand. Brand. If, all, yeah. If, you, if you want, if they want to get a hold of us, I was about to uh, say before you cut me off. Yeah, sorry. How are they going to get a hold of you, Brent? Uh, at Scoops Pope on Twitter. Oh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter as well, and that would be at Almighty Ray. One L for you people who can't spell. You can also get a hold of the show directly. You can email us at raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. You can even find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. And that's also our Twitter handle at Ray Brent Podcast. And if you guys have any funny puns you want to send our way, because we don't know any. Don't. Don't. We I don't want them. Send we them don't to know Brent. Any puns. Send puns to Ray. Oh God, no. He loves no, them. I hate no. I'd also like to thank our friends Jeremy Buck at the Bank for giving us the theme song to the show, as well as David Knoll for being our wonderful co-producer guy who puts the XMLs together every week. Thanks to all of the above for making the show happen. And most of all, I would like to thank me. Why would you want to thank you? Because I, you know, you should thank yourself too. I mean, I I don't need to thank myself. I mean, they're listening to the show, isn't that? Isn't that thanks enough? You're welcome. Good night, everybody. <laughs>